Fierce Fan Media. Record? I thought you were going to. I thought we were already uh, record. Oh, no, that's right. I, I mean, this is a very exciting thing to talk about. It is not. Gaming. <laughs> Gaming. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Aaron Zach. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh maybe whatever. I'm Aaron <laughs> the Geeky Gal Pal. What? <laughs> I'm Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. <laughs> we literally just watched a brain fart, like a literal brain fart. <laughs> I'm Aaron Zach. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I don't even know why. I never see my first time. Aaron's intros are my favorite. <laughs> Aaron Zach. <laughs> oh, she just scored a touchdown. Uh, okay, tonight I am drinking. I'm going to be honest. Okay, so I had like four just all black bottles in my wine fridge. And I didn't know what they were because they were from a party at uh, Stacy's house and they were like sitting in a cooler. And so the uh, labels had fallen oh. off. So she was just like, here, oh. take these. She doesn't drink red wine. So she's like, take these home with you. So I'm like, oh, it's like a little mystery game popping up. And <laughs> this one, though, is 19 Crimes. And I found that out because the cork on it says 19 Crimes. So oh, I am drinking like, 19 Crimes like, tonight. I was like, your palate is very refined. You're like, you're <laughs> your brain. No, like, no, it's the cork said 19 Crimes. Okay. <laughs> um, So I'm drinking this super refined um drink. Tito's. Called. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, kind of. It's Tito's mixed with LaCroix. A high noon. Oh. Oh. Hey, yo, I'm going to get fucked up tonight. Yeah, that sounds like a good effect. Fucked, fucked up tonight. Is there a song called that? I'm not drinking tonight after the holidays. I drank so much. I'm taking, I'm on a hiatus right now. Monday. Do a dry February. January? No, I'm going on a cruise. That's ridiculous. No, oh, yeah. when, when, you, when are you leaving right? for the cruise? In ten days, the fifteenth. I'll, I'll be on the fifteenth to the twenty fifth. Hey yo, Damn. where are you going? What, what's days. the cruise? To all the Virgin Islands. Shit, <laughs> no yeah. virgins there. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And we looked up all Children. the ex- we looked up all the excursions, and none of the excursions were like super good or like sounded really fun or anything like that. So we're basically we're TikToking like. The best things to do when you get off the boat and like the beaches to go to and like where to go shopping and stuff. So it's going to be super chill, which I'm excited about. I hate it when you're like on a schedule because a lot of yeah, times on excursion that. days, you have to like be off the boat by 7, 730 in the morning. And then you have to take a two hour fucking hot bus ride somewhere. And it's like very regimented. So I'm happy we're not doing any of that. Fucking hate cruises. Uh, I would. You couldn't. You could not literally pay me enough money to go on a cruise. The only cruise I would be interested in doing is like a Greek island cruise, just because I feel like it's the most efficient way to see all the islands. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I just really don't want to do a cruise. I'd rather just go to the place and just be like Alaska. Like my, my mom and my stepdad really wanted to do an Alaskan cruise before they both died, but whatever. Um, ultimately I just want to go to Alaska and I just want to see the beauty that is Alaska. I don't want to be on a cruise. I don't know. I spent three weeks in Alaska. It's very cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when are you there? When are you there? I spent three weeks in Alaska. It's, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's January. Like, God, Jax. <laughs> okay. When are you there? 
<laughs> to yeah, be fair, I, so I'll be honest with you. I never stepped foot on land. We were, we were, oh. uh, we were doing war games off the coast of Alaska. So um, go see Alaska. It looks beautiful. I will I mean, tell you right. this. Pick a time of year where you can see the Aurora Borealis. It changed my life. Like I was Listen. in tears looking at it. It's the yeah. most the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. So our couple of our friends are up in Norway and Iceland, and that's where they decided to do their trip this year. And they're literally they got engaged under the Aurora Borealis. And I was just like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like it's the most incredible thing I've I have ever and will ever see in like I look at pictures of it now and people post videos, but it's like looking at pictures and videos of fireworks. Like it's not the same as when you're right there. It doesn't do it justice. But, but it's still gorgeous when you see a picture. So you're of just course. like, oh my God, I'd w- I really want to go do that. But I do want to go do that. I would love to go to Norway or Iceland or Greenland or whatever. Like I would, I would love that. I would absolutely if you love don't, that. If you don't leave seeing the Aurora Borealis, like... You have this overwhelming feeling, or I did, I shouldn't speak for everyone that's ever seen it. This overwhelming feeling of being so insignificant to be like standing in like this lighting and beauty that you can't even, there aren't even words to accurately describe it. So you feel really insignificant and so incredibly lucky to get to see it. It's I, I swear to God, I I was like I had tears streaming down my face. I didn't even know I was crying until what is like this thing? the Aurora Borealis. Huh. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's a, it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. <laughs> you can get it at, at Jersey Mike's. <laughs> so there's certain times of the year, like the further up north you get, like the closer to like the North Pole. Um, the way the polar ice caps reflect off the sun and the ocean and our ozone and just like our atmosphere, it creates. It feels like you're underwater, like the look of it, but like the, a prism. yeah, it feels like you're stuck inside a prism and, but the colors of like green and white and yellow, I don't know. I've never seen them anywhere else. It's just so like, it's incredible. My idea of it. And I, this is obviously just an idea because I'd never seen it, but I feel like it would almost be like, you feel insignificant, but you feel so significant because yeah. you were able to witness such an amazing thing that the the earth, like, you know how we always talk about how, like, we mean nothing in this world, right? Like, we're such a small speck in the, in the, like, universe. Like, like, we're just this tiny speck on this insignificant planet. And we literally mean nothing. Like, when we, when we break it all down. But in the scheme of your life, when you're able to witness something like that, you think like, these are the moments where you feel your significance matters. I don't know that it matters. I, I like I said, I just felt you, lucky. I felt really, really lucky that I got to see Jackie, it. Jackie, it matters to you. It, like it matters. Oh, it mattered to me. Absolutely. Right. But I don't think it, right, like, I didn't matter to it. It mattered to me. It doesn't matter to me, but I love that you got to, I mean, it does matter to me. You matter to me. I love you. <laughs> I'm saying when you, when you witness like some of nature's like miracles like that, it, it's just, it reminds you of how much more powerful like nature is against humans that right. like, yeah, I got to see it, but that has been around since the planet existed. 
Like that, right. that'll be Can you here imagine like the dinosaurs? Up. Yeah. Can you imagine the dinosaurs just looking up and just being like, oh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what they did, but I, they they did. I don't think the dinosaurs care. I don't think the dino, I don't think any dinosaur goes, oh. <laughs> vocabulary didn't didn't t-rexes have like brains the size of walnuts you know what velociraptors could have fucked you up okay okay (laughs) they could fucked you up yeah (laughs) but that's like but also it's like that saying of, you know, those two fish swimming along and the older fish says to the young fish, like, hey, boys, how's the water? And they go, what's water? When you exist in it, oh. you don't realize that it's special. That was very poignant. <laughs> My your just, fucking minds. You really did. You really That's did. true. That's true. When you exist in it, you don't realize how special it is. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough of our ramblings and musings. Julie, we're going to start with Space Corner this week. Go. Space Corner. They've discovered that there might actually possibly be planets that orbit black holes, which is a big deal because they've only ever known planets to orbit stars. And now that they're finding they could possibly orbit black holes, could there be life on them? How would it work? Uh, they also said that the atmosphere on it, if there was life on it, it's very like chaotic. Wait, the life on what? The black hole? Yeah, like surround. Like, well, there's not life on black holes, but okay, the planets surrounding the black holes, like the atmosphere is very would be very chaotic. So, um, you know, we we don't know, but I thought that that was cool that there's actually they've actually found that there's possibly planets that we have found. We're gonna try to get closer and prove it more. But that are actually circling black. Till that black hole sucks up uh, James Webb. Oh, that would be so sad. <laughs> That'd be so. That would sad. be so sad. I'd be <laughs> devastated by that. Yeah. I don't even like yeah, space. Actually, just <laughs> God. just um, started off the off the belly of a hooker planet. There's <laughs> also, if anybody follows Astro Alex, Alexandra <laughs> on TikTok. She is starting to go to Twitch and do lives and do all these really cool things. And she did the top five pictures for 2023 and they are amazing. So if you go to her TikTok Why and look at her, I, I don't know. You don't like space. No, but I, so I just want to like <laughs> going into 2024. I feel that this is something important. I enjoy talking about space right but i don't want to think about how space and aliens will affect me that being said as <laughs> look at julie i wish everybody could see us maybe we do need to start recording this and snippeting it snippeting it <laughs> to take the the old ticky jacky best-selling author here people i know <laughs> snippeting it snippeting in it like here's my thing space scares the fuck out of me but it also is very fascinating so do pretty older women and that doesn't stop you right (laughs) they also scare the fuck out of me scare the fuck out of me 
Hey, Heidi, if you're listening, she's not. You you are my space. Oh my oh. god. Oh that my was god. you should that... workshop that a little god. bit. Panty before you... dropper! <laughs> that was not a panty dropper. <laughs> no, most people would be like, what does that mean? Well, because they didn't get the vacuum of <laughs> of endless abyss with no oxygen or sound. That just swallows things up whole. Yeah, that's constantly <laughs> expanding. Like what? Sounds like a vagina. Sounds like a vagina what? to me. What? No, you should stop while you're behind. Oh, I'm so behind. <laughs> I'm so behind. That was not. That was not your best line, Zach. Listen, vaginas are black holes of a bitch that are going to swallow you up. Like, Jesus Christ. Ladies, if you're listening, I want you to come back. I want you to come back. I want you to tell Jackie that I want you to message Jackie and tell her how suave I am. I'm not going to get any messages. Not a single one. (laughs) I'm going to get zero. Zero. Negative. They're going to be like... Messages yeah. that don't even pertain to this are going to be sucked out of your inbox. Okay. I think we're done with this metaphor. This is great. <laughs> I love being so yeah. drug aired. It's <laughs> Normally I'd be like, no, I get it. I get it. I totally get what Aaron's talking about. But you're sober, I so. I, so I'm I like, this you're is... not on my level, Julie. No, what the fuck? <laughs> and Jackie will never. She's. She's she's been on my level once, and it's it was in Pittsburgh. Best. It's the best when Jack's drinking. Oh wait, I, I I take that back. Jackie's been on my level a couple times. Oh my god, Pittsburgh, one of them. Pittsburgh was my favorite because it was the first time I had like literally like quote unquote met Jackie. So like we were at the karaoke night at GCLS and Jackie's like, oh my God, I love you so much. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. And I was like drunk and she's drunk and we're just like dancing and having this gay old time. My other favorite time, this is my fucking jam, was when Jackie and I got fucking wasted at the Harbor Lounge Oh, in no. P-Town. <laughs> and then we left. We left and we came back and we found out that we left Gail at a singles night with Deirdre. And it was quite possibly my most favorite thing that's ever happened oh, in my no. whole life. You're a bad influence on me, Zach. That's what it comes down to. That is you know what? I, I can't get Jack to drink with me. I'll be like, take a shot. Ugh. I'll never, I'll never forget it though, because like we were like, let's just have a couple drinks between like this and this before we go back to whatever. So we're just like, we take, we we drink, and then like we both got another one, and then we get got another one, then we got like fuck another one, and then we had to go sign books, and both of us were like, I don't know what. Julie was at that trip with us. Yeah, she was with right. us. She oh, was in she bed was probably. On- no, she's yeah, you on the whaling. The paint in P Town. It's on the whaling. Woo! She's on the whale. The whale. The whale. Oh yeah, she was in the, the whale, whale watching thing. Whale watching. Yeah. It was a good. Tur- that was whale a fucking was cool. fun trip, though. It gets turned up in P Town. Hey yo! I know. I think we outdrank Julie that trip. You did. I'll tell you what. And that's I, not easy to CVS, do. The CVS loved that I kept buying Tums. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kai, Kai was clutch too. Kai would go to the store for us too. Oh my God. Breakfast burritos and coffee in the morning. I know. Like, Kai's the best straight boy. Who, who wakes up you to a we were at that? breakfast burrito and a fresh we cup of joe? And that, that gay ba- man, and we were just like, he's the only straight man. <laughs> he was like, oh, yes, I see him. Here, there he comes. And he was like, You're telling off. half the story. We were sitting at this bar waiting for Ty to get there. Oh, I know. And so we he brought us out to the back, the uh, host hosted. So we asked him, we told him, hey, when our friend gets here, can you send him back here? And he said, how will I know what he looks like? And we're like, <laughs> he's the straightest manual I've ever seen in your life. And he was like, oh yeah, he just got here. <laughs> That's You're right, funny. Danielle, we told half the story. That's... <laughs> Apropos. Um, okay, so there are a few things going on. Um, we are not going to talk about Epstein yet because uh, I I don't think there's enough information out there yet. There's a lot of people making shit up. There's a lot of people talking about it on TikTok. There's a lot of people posting about it on social media, but I keep checking the main news outlets and there's not definitive new information. Like the names that they've confirmed are names we already knew that were on the plane with him or frolicking with him or participating in sex crimes with him. Um, so until we get definitive information as people who are smarter than any of us read through those documents and tell us what, what they actually mean, um, I'm not comfortable talking about it on here, um, and giving an opinion about it. The other thing that's going on though, is the Supreme court is going to decide if it's legal for Trump to be removed from ballots in states. Uh, soon. So they'll go argue that in court, the Supreme Court. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out since the majority was appointed by him. Or at least the three newest ones were appointed by him, which gave them their majority. Um, not that it, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's a real shit show. I think if they This is the Supreme Court's not gonna vote against him. Yeah, didn't like why do you say that? Because that's one of the last things he did in office was like you said, appoint half of them yeah but anytime something's decided in the supreme court it sets something called a precedent so they need to be kind of careful about what they do because it sets precedents for laws in this country and once the supreme court decides something like that's it and they need to decide if this is a fight they really want to have over trump because what would happen if the roles were reversed what if we had some super dangerous democrat that was running and i don't mean I'm not being hyperbolic. I don't mean dangerous the way people think Joe Biden's dangerous. Joe Biden's not dangerous. He's just old. Old. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think of a more descriptive term for it, but yeah, old. So I don't think it's, they talk a lot about states' rights and states should be able to decide things and states should be able to dictate how their elections are run and how policies and procedures take place. And you know, Arkansas doesn't want to be California. So does California get to pick laws for Arkansas kind of thing? So the the long-term consequences of them overruling state laws are going to be much more significant than just Trump, which is why I'm, because this will also have implications for abortion too, if they mm-hmm. start overturning states' rights. So right. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. What is that? What? Why? Because that'll say that the Supreme Court 
can over, like you said, override states' rights. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So when you argue in courts, a lot of times things are set up through precedent. Like they'll say back in, you know, 1959, uh, the USA versus Ferguson or whatever. This is what was decided, which gives us the pulpit to be able to say this should have happened A, B, and C because the Supreme Court already weighed in on something similar to this. So if you start overruling states' rights, it turns into a much bigger issue than Trump. I have a question to ask. If Trump doesn't get it, do you think DeSantis will? He's number two right now. That's what I'm... Yeah, and I also had another question. Do you guys... Did you guys read anything about his... uh... That he what he was saying he was going to do with the IRS, like getting Who? rid of the IR DeSantis. Oh, fuck him. Uh, well, he so that I'm started because the expansion of the IRS happened. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. In early in Joe Biden's term, he expanded the IRS with the intention of getting these billionaires to stop going through loopholes and. Um, not paying their taxes the way they're supposed to. And DeSantis, yeah, I mean, I have heard it. He's he's not the first Republican to float the idea of getting rid of the IRS. Like, it's... Who would run the taxes then, though? I don't know. I don't know what his plan is. I pay as little attention as possible to Ron DeSantis. Well, him and another Republican recently went to some state and basically we're trying to say to like not vote for Trump and that this is what they were going to try to do. And his big thing to stand on was the IRS. And I forget what hers was. You mean Nikki Haley? Yeah. Nikki Haley. They re- Listen, at the end of the day, I truly think that, can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like literally like the old guy in the cartoon. that's like, <laughs> Like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, Ron DeSantis is an asshole and he doesn't have like a fucking leg to stand on. And I don't think, I mean, even though I think we have come to the point now with Nikki Haley, I think we are at this like crossroads with her. Like, we're hoping that she can rise above Ron, right? Like, fuck Ron DeSantis. Ultimately, I don't, I don't think Ron DeSantis knows, Ron DeSantis knows about, about the constitution, about about the constitution as much as Julie and I do. That was a journey. But I'm just saying like, (laughs) he knows fuck all about the constitution. So like, ultimately, whatever happens, it doesn't fucking matter because Ron DeSantis doesn't fucking understand the constitution and neither is trump i think you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of legislators that know a tremendous amount about the constitution in washington but the the unfortunate thing for the republican party in this situation is nikki haley in a general election like the nationwide election would kick ron DeSantis's ass and probably trump's but they're not going to beat. She's not going to beat them in the primaries when it's just Republicans voting. If right. I think Nikki Haley has the best shot of the three of them of getting the independent vote, um, <clears throat> and independents decide elections. Can I ask you a question? Mm. Why do you think? <laughs> okay, so yes or no? Yeah. I can't, what am I saying? Okay. So, <laughs> so 
obviously, like, I agree with you. I think Nikki Haley has a chance in a general election mm-hmm. to rise above Joe Biden, which. Well, I didn't say that. Scary. I said she'd beat Trump and. Right. But I. I okay. Yes. Do I think Nikki I, Haley I, would beat Biden? I do. Same. I yeah. agree. So that's she what I'm saying. So like, but in, like, ultimately, I had like. Black friends growing up. Oh. Who said that? Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley. Yeah, she's awful. Yeah, she's she's a horrible, like, idiot. She just she's the least idiot, awful like, of the three of them, though. Everybody's just so fucking racist. Like, people yeah, are so yeah. fucking racist. Like, that's where I'm, like, that's where I'm going, like, so, in my, so, Jackie, like, between me, you, Julie, and the fence post, <laughs> um, like, what 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 is even happening right now like what is happening like we have nikki haley who i guess gun to my head what's happening right now like i would probably like gun to my head and i couldn't vote for biden maybe i'd vote for her but like i'd rather maybe die I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, I don't. So what you're seeing right now is the primary race. So the Republicans are trying to decide who's going to run against Joe Biden. And they're going to do that through a series of, you know, um, primary voting. And it's going to start in Iowa here in February. And then they'll go to New Hampshire. And then so each state, as the candidates leave each state, they'll the people will either caucus, like they caucus in Iowa, or they just straight vote New Hampshire. and whoever ends up getting the most delegates each each time they win a state they get a certain amount of delegates and mm-hmm. whoever gets the amount of delegates they need to win the um the nomination then that person will run against biden so we'll know who the republican nobody's running is. with Bi- like nobody's running there's no other democrat running there is there's uh what's his name we talked about him yeah yeah Oh, so he is going to do it? That's fucking sad. Yeah. Neither fucking one of us know his fucking name. I can't remember his name now. I think both of us would probably vote for him over fucking Biden. Joe so Biden. they're they're deciding right now which Republican they're going to stand up against Biden. It's going to be Trump. It's they're going to run Trump. Trump. Even if he's sitting in jail, they're going to run Trump. Unless he gets voted off the ballot. Well, that's in the general election. What does that mean? It means if it came down to Trump and Biden, Trump won't be on the ballot in those states. Oh, just in those states. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So that if the Supreme Court rules that they're taking the power away from the states, I yeah. get it. Okay. Yeah. So which is great and wonderful, especially Colorado. Like that's a that's a that's a pretty Colorado's decent. Blue. Huh? Colorado's a blue state. They're all blue states well, that are doing it. Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't matter than anyway. Technically, though, I don't like the Colorado also has Lauren Boeber. Like, yeah. so we have to like consider. And Maine technically has Susan Collins. So right, like, so we have to consider states, that. Matter. Well, Maine's Maine's purple. Colorado's technically purple. Yeah, it, it matters. It matters because what they're saying essentially is mm. we are not going to tolerate someone who has been found guilty of insurrection against the United States of America, even be on the ballot for president. Right. It's not going to matter in the big scheme of electoral college votes or whatever, like the likelihood of those States going blue was 
Well, I don't know. Maine, you never know with Maine. Maine's right. Like Maine's it's, purple. it's a fucking toss up. But it's it's more of the stance of we're not going to tolerate this and you don't get to run again. It's Dean Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips. Right? There you go. His yeah. fucking supporters are so goddamn crazy. They'll move to a state where they can vote. Oh, they're boycotting fucking Colorado they're, right now. Like they're boycotting voting. Don't like, worry, Hank from fucking Mississippi. Colorado's not missing your money at bail. <laughs> like, right, like <laughs> right, like nobody cares if you're not coming to ski on the mountains in Breckenridge. Right. Like, like first of all, you've never left fucking, Mississippi. Secondly, right, yeah, no one get. Well, what's frustrating about it is they're all like in so many situations when it comes to Trump. Because what Trump did was he brought in a ton of voters who had never paid attention to politics anymore before. So they have yeah. no idea of the rules. They don't understand like what's being done. They don't understand any of it. And that's not their fault. Um, people are busy. They don't always have time to pay attention to politics. I'm trying to take the most understanding oh, like, approach possible. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What happens then when you get a bunch of these people who were simply inspired by Trump to vote now we have a shit ton of people that don't know anything about the laws or regulations. So it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, they're rigging it. When it's like, no, these are the these are the laws. Just it's no one's ever broken them before. Right. So you've right. never had to see them be imposed. It's right. no one's trying to oust Trump just because he's Trump. They're trying to oust Trump because he broke the law. Right. We've just never been in this situation. Like almost a hundred times mm -hmm. <laughs> he mm -hmm. broke the law yeah. a lot yeah right so it's just it, you see these people getting so upset and so angry and so it's like codifying though their support and belief in trump because these same people have felt ostracized and put out and like the system's been rigged against them and like like they've never gotten a leg up, so they're seeing themselves in Trump. That's what I don't get Trump is not helping them. Trump I, is I not. Know. I know. Fucking for them. I know. Yeah. Rich get richer. These poor people that live in shacks and trailers and in fucking holes around here in Arkansas, and I won't get into too much other stuff. But Trump's not helping you. Right. He's not nope. doing anything for you. He's actually making you poorer. Right. And his mm -hmm. and his homies richer. Yeah. Like I agree with you. They don't see it that way though. my mind. Like a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, they're voting well, against their own best interests. Power, but it all goes back to what we've always said is that Trump made these knuckleheads feel a part of something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the cult leader. Welcome them in. Yes. It's like <laughs> when they're not actually he's not actually doing anything for you. No, he doesn't actually care about them. No, yeah. fuck no, he doesn't. It because just, it's, he doesn't, ultimately, he doesn't. it's all about the rich anyway. Like, look at all the tax cuts that he's provided and everything else. Like, it's always about no the uber-rich. And, like, I would, I, I really don't know percentages, but I would say, like, probably a decent amount of his base isn't uber-rich. <laughs> like, no. I would say they're either uber poor or uber rich yeah the middle class is not yeah. voting for typically <laughs> yeah there um, are some but there's some and a, a lot of it too 
a lot of the voting for Trump for people who are in the middle class is because they have the burn it all down mentality. They're tired of mm-hmm. working two or three jobs mm-hmm. to keep a roof over their kid's head. They're tired of watching prices in grocery stores go up and up and up and up and watching these, these corporations line their pockets and their shareholders pockets when, you know, they have to start, you know, they, they don't get to have their one really nice meal they look forward to with their families on a Saturday. You're seeing the people who are already impoverished. Now they're, they're on the verge of being homeless. So they're, you know, it's, I don't know how some of these people I'm, I'm fortunate where I, I can, you know, I can afford groceries. I don't know how these people that are working single parents that are working two, three jobs and have kids at home are affording to even feed them. Groceries mm-hmm. are so fucking expensive right now. And it pisses me off too with the people that go out to eat and then won't tip or then complain about the fucking how expensive the food is. Like, have you been grocery shopping lately? Mm-hmm. Food is expensive as as hell right now. Yep. Like it it it's like I don't know how these people are doing it, and I feel so awful for them. Like, cause yeah, food I mean, stamps, you would need for a house full. You would need if you were being if you were budgeting three three to five hundred dollars a month at least, and it's hard to get that amount of uh, assistance. I feel so bad for the people. I'm like, I don't know how people are surviving right now. My family of three who only eats out. And listen, I know we get to more than other people, but we eat out once a week and we take our lunches five days a week. Like we don't, Mm. we don't buy lunch. We don't eat out lunch. Like we eat breakfast at home, lunch at work or school and dinner at home. And our food costs are 800 bucks a month. Yeah. God, that's crazy. Yeah, and I'm let, and we're not eating anything wild. Right. <laughs> like it's well, it's as a as a a a person in a household with a server for a significant other. I cannot even describe to you how many people don't tip. Then they, they shouldn't tip. be going. Then they shouldn't be going out to eat. They shouldn't be going out to eat. And you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. If you're listening to this podcast. And you go out to eat and you don't tip at least 15%. But also, I think I think pay servers a living wage. <laughs> I agree with that. I 100% agree with you on that. That I agree with you. Like when we have talked about moving to California and the fact that, like, if we did, like, the server wage is like minimum wage is like 15 to $18 an hour. That's amazing. Our minimum wage in the state is $16 an hour. Right. Like, and that's statewide. And then different cities have different di- minimum wages. Like, San Jose is 18. That's San Francisco is 20. Unfortunately, where we live, that's not the case. So, if you're going to go out to eat, you need to be fucking tipping. And if you're not, like, but also, listen, I understand that people are like, oh, the server is not that great or this or that. But, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, you don't have any idea what's going on in that server's life. So you are helping that server survive in the same way that you may or may not be surviving in your own personal life. Like, I just think it's bullshit. If you're not tipping, I think you're a fucking scumbag. I okay. think you're a scumbag. Counterpoint. Okay. okay. Now, listen, I tip. I always tip at least 20%. I so I'm not, I I'm not defending non-tipping. Um, it's very, very isolated to America, though. The rest of the world doesn't tip because 
because they pay living wages to their fucking servers. I like if it's, that. if it's going to cost $25 for dinner per person, but that means the server doesn't have to work two or three jobs and it costs fucking $25. Like the fact that they're the server industry is reliant on people making the right choice isn't fair to the servers. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. And like, if I were to go to another country, I would have to understand their cultures and their issues and their, the way they spend their money. I would have to do that. Right. So if you're coming to this country, you need to understand that this is what some states do. You just have to understand that. That being said, I don't disagree with you that servers in general or whatever should be paid a living fucking wage. 100 fucking percent. I agree with you. But until that happens, yeah, people I, need a fucking, fucking I just, tip. I feel, I feel like we're constantly fighting the problem in front of us instead of fighting the root cause of the problems. Like, Agreed. I agree. I, like, I agree with what you're saying. I want people to be able to afford to right. live. I, I don't disagree with you. Also, who does that really help if servers are reliant on the goodness or kindness or the the well, my, financial availability of people? Well, and ultimately, like it comes down to capitalism, right? Like it comes down to the fucking shithole capitalism asshole bullshit that we deal with. Because like even like places where, where Gail works, where it is primarily a restaurant that wants larger parties, but won't put on a mandatory, you know, gratuity for parties mm -hmm. of six or more, which a lot of places do, but hers in particular won't. And like, why not? Why won't you? Like, that's stupid. So like, she can have a party of 12, 13 people and get tipped, you know, it could be an eight, $900 bill and get tipped 20 bucks. And that doesn't mean that she did a horrible job. It just means that these people don't fucking care and they don't fucking want to tip people. And you know what? That's bullshit. So it's that that becomes a um a an argument for the for the for the establishment, right? Like why would you not want to service your your servers and give them a mandatory like gratuity on parties of six or more? Like those are the things that like we have to and I agree with you. We have to start looking at that like it's not necessarily that people need a tip, it's that we need to start paying people a living fucking wage and I agree with you. Until that happens, though. Well, another counterpoint, though, tipping culture, and I don't care if people are mad that I say this, has gotten out of fucking control. Like, the places that they ask for tips now is wild to me. Wild. Oh, like when, I they, took, turn the, when they turn the thing around, they're like, I made yeah. your coffee for $1.99. Well, not no just that. Me. Like, I took I took um, our some of our staff to frozen yogurt maybe like three weeks ago for like the holidays or whatever. Uh, we drew names. Someone got to pick where we went. So that's where they picked. Okay. It was a self-serve oh, frozen yogurt spot. We, I, I got the cup. I put the frozen yogurt in. We got the toppings. They weighed it. They flipped it around and wanted a tip. And I was just like, you yeah. did fucking nothing. Yeah, me. no, like, I agree with you on that. But I feel I obligated because I understand, like, 
because right. that culture is so ingrained in us that right. these people are not making living wages or whatever. But also I'm looking at this 16 year old standing behind this Froyo thing who literally all they did was push a button on a register. And you want me to tip 20% of these nine people? Like, I agree with you. So, right. They, so we I should start tipping 20, our grocery checkers then. If I had, if I had tipped 20%, those frozen yogurts came to almost a hundred dollars. <laughs> So I would have I would have tipped twenty dollars to this young woman who pressed four buttons. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? I, so no, the, I agree that with you. the tipping culture has become so pervasive that I think it actually harms the servers who are earning tips, running right. around all night, bringing food, bringing drinks, right. dealing with crazy customers, dealing with the fucking ranch debacle. Like right, I I, I hear you and. It's super unfair that now we're expected to tip at every fucking place we go. I know. And I've I stopped doing ask, it at some places. I well, won't do as, it. If you literally as, have not done anything for me, I'm not tipping you. Well, and like as a as a wife of a server, it's been a lot for me because until I but until I started, you know, dating Gail, like of course I tipped. Like I'm not an asshole. Of course I tipped. But like it's 20% or nothing with Gail. Like it is, we're tipping her 20%. Like, I don't care what you say. And I'm just like, okay, but she only got us like two drinks. Like why? But also in Florida, you don't get minimum wage. Like you get less than minimum wage in Florida's minimum wage is fucking like $8 an hour. Like it's fucking bullshit. Like it's bullshit. So like here, it makes sense. Like, of course I want to tip. Like, of course I'm going to do that. Like, of course, of course, of course. And that's where it's like, I agree with you, Jackie. Like when you said like other countries don't do this. And like when, when there's someone here that's visiting from another country, like they have to be caught up on all the rules and all the states and like, what the fuck? We don't even bullshit. understand how, how the price on our stuff that we buy is right. the actual price. Right. Like, well, it's why like isn't so it? Yeah. Why right. isn't like, it? Right. Like <laughs> if you're going to charge me tax, why yeah. is this not eight ninety nine, including the tax? Like what yeah. the fuck? Like what? The... So I agree. Like it's bullshit, but like as someone who is with someone in the service industry, it is so frustrating and sad to see. And I know our reach isn't huge, but I'm really hoping this reaches people in the sense that you know how difficult it is when a server serves you and your family a four to five hundred dollar meal and you don't fucking tip them like fuck you all the way to the fucking grave you fucking piece of okay. shits because <laughs> at the end of the day that server has to pay their bills they have to pay their bills and you not tipping them means that they get literally nothing because gail doesn't come home with a paycheck Never. Well, depending on the establishment know. too, they they still have to tip out their bartenders regardless of they got tips. She has to tip of her bartender. Yeah. She has to tip of her busser. She has to yeah. tip out. So the even if you leave nothing now, now only did she not make any money off you, she's losing money on you Negative because now money. she has to pay out. Yeah, right. And it's I, just, I agree with you. I'm just saying I'm not tipping the froyo girl. I agree with you. I'm not <laughs> tipping Panera. I I am not tipping Panera oh, when I go up Panera. and order. I'm not tipping Panera when I go up and order a coffee. I'm a part of the sip club. They give me uh, a cup. I'm not tipping Panera. I'm not tipping the girl that gives me a fucking cup. First of all, I should be able to get my cup anyway 
on my own. It's because assholes decided to take advantage of it that they had to put cops behind the fucking okay. register to begin okay. with. But I'm just saying, like, I agree with you, Jackie. It's it becomes a it becomes a part, it becomes like a an honor code, right? Like it's like, I'm gonna tip you because I know that you've done so much for me in this establishment where I'm getting tacos and I want my salsa and my hot chips. Like, so if you're hearing out there tip, I over tip. I always tip like 40%. I love you. I I love you. I know know that I over tip. I'm going to say one more thing before I hand it off to Jackie, because I know she's like, shut up, Aaron. Like (laughs) in the time that I've been with Gail, there has been one, one time. And I've been with her for 12, 13 years now. There's been one time where she has not tipped and it was 100% warranted because the girl took our drink order and never bought our drinks like for probably 30, 45 minutes. And we sat there and waited. We talked to the management staff, still no drinks. She was like, fuck this. We're out. And we left. We, we laid down 20 bucks for our drinks and we left and we did not tip quote unquote tip. But at the end of the day, everybody's working on something, right? Like everybody's working on something. You could have a server that's just gone through a breakup. You could have a server that's that's struggling with paying child support. You should, someone who isn't sure they're going to make their rent payment tonight. Like ultimately, tip your servers. Like that's, that's it. Sorry, Jackie. You're up. You're up. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I would venture to say that probably anybody listens to this tips their servers. I fucking hope so. Well, I mean, it's it's a well-known fact that millennials and younger over tip. Like, because everyone's in their own hustle, working two or three jobs, doing, you know, even people who make good money have side hustles and do whatever. But I do, I do think that tipping culture has become pervasive. And it, I feel guilty when I don't, you know, leave I a tip too. but i'm just i'm that's insane to, it's just insane um if i tip you it's I, because you did something for me so i agree, with you. I agree. um <laughs> what are you guys obsessed with this week oh my god so many things no, uh, i'm like aaron you're gonna have to you're gonna have to knock it down to two <laughs> <laughs> really, you want to go first because i really yeah um i'll go okay. i have i'm still watching walking dead so there you go I'm what on season are you on? I'm on the last season. I'm on my last four episodes, but I can't watch them until Kennedy gets back from North Carolina. Can we talk but about I'm how confused about where the fuck Rick is at and where the fuck is Michonne? I'm like real irritated that they just like Rick just got like two seasons off. And I know he's not dead because he got taken away with the trash lady. I'm like, what is going on? Like, Listen, why? you I'm gotta, so- you gotta, you gotta go to the end because at the end they tell you. Well, I'm, I'm real frustrated, but listen, uh, I, I understand you because like me and your whole caress, like I get what you're going through because like the walking dead was very important to me it's and a this good show, it's so fucking good. It's such like, a good show. 
I was so upset between like seven and eight because I feel like there was a little bit of like a hiccup, right? Like there was like a little bit of like With a under the knee thing and all right, of that. Right, like the yeah. knee, like I love Negan, don't get me wrong. I think he's one of the best villains in cinematography. But you get tired of like, watching them get history. their asses kicked and right. like get taken right. and like get right. put and like get put away. I'm like, okay, right. we need Daryl back. Like he, you know, spoiler alert. Fucked up Glenn. Like you, you get sick and tired of watching them get their butts right. kicked. You're like, okay, right. come on. But then it's like, now poof, Rick has been gone for fucking his, that last scene with him though, on the bridge was so fucking good. It was so good. Oh, and was the, so when good. like, when you see Maggie and then you don't see her again, mm-hmm. you're like, where the fuck did Maggie go? Like, yeah. There's so much. She was like, gone for a whole season, like a whole season and a half. And now and half, yeah. Michonne's gone and Rick's yeah. still gone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And J- and Judith and RJ are still just growing up. And, oh, I'm, it's so irritating. And I also didn't like, uh, I understood why they did it, but the Carol and Daryl falling out. Yeah. And they both like had their weird little nights. But like, but... I, so like, I don't know about you, but I've always been like a shipper. Like I've always shipped them together. Like I've always wanted them to eventually mm-hmm. find love together. Like mm-hmm. I love not... Carol. Carol's one of my favorite characters in the history of like. She is probably the best, one of the best characters in that entire show. Right. Like she like, went from like essentially yeah. surviving cancer yeah to like becoming one of the only of the original to survive like how they very... made her character well she it wasn't it was uh she had uh she got her fucking ass whooped and that's why her hair was short she said i never grew my hair out long anymore because all, all he would do is grab it and punch right. her in the face with it right. how they did her character though and showing like her losing her daughter and going through that oh. and then her swing of becoming like such a fucking can we talk about though like how that episode in the barn when the barn when her when her daughter walked out and shane and shane like oh i love shane oh i love shane too like (laughs) what the fuck he was one of my favorite villains of all time like oh my god i love shane like bro this is like like one of the best shows probably that's ever I want to start rewatching it right now. It's so good. So yeah. fucking good. What else are you obsessed okay. with? Um, so, oh, yeah. hold on. No, that's it for me. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, you got one. I got one. Um, so I'm gonna say this. I am am <laughs> obsessed with my next book. So I'm writing this book called When Worlds Collide. Um, I've been fucking deep into it, and what's it about? I'm really, a, it's it's about. <laughs> So it's about a Broadway star that uh, falls in love with a sapphic romance. <laughs> Jesus, Aaron. That oh, what? Is, is getting a movie made of Jesus her last. Jesus Christ, Aaron. <laughs> I, you know what, Jackie? You're going to read it and you're going to be like, I love it. Like, listen, <laughs> you're going you're gonna... to. So the romance writer like she's she's in this moment where like her book is being basically like opted into like like optioned into a movie like she's very excited and she goes to this broadway show and she sees this woman she's like i want her to be my main character and there's a lot of interconnectedness 
here's what here's what I'm gonna say. So I I had a book club last night with some of my really good friends from Indiana. Um, so this girl, so she's a so she's a writer, and the other girl does what? She's an actress. She's a Broadway actress. So she's okay. a singer star. She's fantastic. She's her name is Heidi Blickenstaff. I mean, let's be real. But like, so last night I had this uh, book club meeting with um, a bunch of my friends from Indiana, and um, they read Home for the Holidays. To hear some of my friends tell me how much they've enjoyed seeing me grow from like falling into her until now was just insane. Like I've never, like Jackie, I love you and you always pump me up, but like some of these women never would have picked up a book until I wrote one. And then mm -hmm. I wrote one and they, they picked it up and they're like, this is amazing. So they read my back catalog and then, and it just was really, it was really eye-opening to me that like, I'm actually a writer. Like I'm an author and I write books and it feels really fantastic. And this book in particular feels really fantastic because while it may, may be a little bit of a fan fiction of my life that I wish would happen, that being said, it is also something that I feel so passionate about in the sense that Love can happen at any moment, at any time. And I just, I'm really, really fucking grateful about that because being able to write it and write love and write women that understand love and growth and heartbreak and all of those things is just really fantastic. So the end. Also, I'm super, 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 super pumped about interference oh, yeah. with Jackie. We're, we're, uh, this is going to upset a lot of people, but we're only halfway through the second book. <laughs> listen, 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 we are closer now than we ever have been. That's true. That's true. <laughs> listen, also, second books are hard. Don't, it's don't also be mad. really good. It's really good. So but far, we'll really also be good. happy to know we're writing books two and three, just straight through. So there won't be another gap in between. Well, be we'll like probably a... break it up by a month, but it's not going to be, uh, we're just writing straight through. There's, there's going to be like a lull. Like it's going to be like, and then we're going to be like, boom. There you so go. Jax, are you no longer with those people anymore? No, I'm not with Bold Strokes anymore. I didn't know you left them too. Yep. Oh, oh yes, people. I do. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And you sent them their little hate mail. Yes, I I remember that. <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't send them hate mail. I I'm not mad at Bold Strokes. I was disappointed with how they handled some of the authors and their treatment of Aaron. Mm -hmm. So that's why I left. Plus I don't, I'm not Aaron. I don't do this full time. And it wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore. Like writing with that. I didn't well, feel good about it. That's what I was going to say. Feel... Kudos to you guys. Like, even if it takes a little bit of extra time for having the will to write a book without a deadline and somebody being like, Hey, it has to be done, you know, by this time. We're hard enough on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not even the deadline so much as it's the box, right? Like they put you in, like, I think a lot of publishers put you in a box. And yeah, it's not just bold strokes for sure. Yeah, like yeah. it's certainly not just bold strokes. I think they say to you, like, this is what sells. Like we want you in this, this tiny little box and you go, but my book will, it'll fit in this box, but it's going to 
come out the edges and they're like no 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 and you're like but and you're man so with us we're able to be Eh. like we don't give a fuck about your box we're gonna write what we want and we're gonna publish it and people are gonna read it and great if they don't love it oh well but you know what we fucking love it and we love glitch and we're gonna love interference and we're gonna love reboot and it's gonna be fantastic all of it yeah i want to be clear since julie said this on the podcast now i don't have any beef with bold strokes the publishing house like that's why i wasn't gonna I say their name i was like with that previous well, place. everyone knows who i wrote for i don't well, listen they never wronged me in any way nope they sure didn't no Sorry. listen it if was anybody, just a clash of values yeah if anybody has any beef with bold strokes it would have been me but at the end of the day i aaron zach came to an agreement with them that i no longer wanted to publish with them period the mm-hmm. end I'm not going to let you stand outside by yourself. So, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much that means to me. So, what I'm obsessed with, I built a bed. And it's, it's a, a fantastic bed. fucking looking bed. It's a good bed, guys. Good <laughs> guys, bed. it looks like a goddamn, it looks like it should be an Ethan Allen. Like, it's, it's fucking, it's real nice. It's, it's a nice like, bed. there's not, one creak when you get on it there's not one shift when you get on it it's like this bed will last 200 years i purposely built it like super freaking sturdy i over secured it i i really knocked it out of the park there's a few things that i wish i had done differently but listen we have another guest room so i'll be building the second one for that but i'm real proud of myself i started like doing projects a few years ago just by watching youtube and tiktok's been like the fucking death of me but I'm really proud of myself. It took me 40, 42 hours to complete it from start to finish. It probably would have taken people who normally do stuff like this, you know, a day or two. It did not take me. It took me much longer. I also think, too, it took me a lot longer because I didn't have anyone to help me lift certain sides of it while I was holding the other side. I wish so, I could have been there for you. It was because you know beds are long, so some of it's like a genuinely a two-person like project, mm-hmm. and I just it was just me. But this, I think, I'm most proud of this that I built this time. It's so, pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm real. I'm I mean, real proud aside of aside from your liquor nook. Oh yeah, my liquor nook's cool too. Yeah, this bed, but this looks one like... took a lot more. Like this one took like a lot more planning, a geometry. lot more measure. Yeah, a lot more geometry, <laughs> a lot more. Well, especially because sides, like if your wood doesn't sit on top of the other wood, if there's any gaps or anything, that's what creates creaks. That's what creates like. Anyway, I uh, I'm real proud of myself. I was I was really feeling myself. We need to post it on our TikTok. I'll tell I you mean, what, me- my back was hating me for a few days. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. You that by yourself. Yeah, I'm real proud of myself though. So I built a bed. I love um, it. That's what I'm obsessed with this week. Uh, that's it for us this week, guys. Happy 2024 to all those who celebrate. I mean, I, I guess you don't have a choice. It's 2024, whether you want to believe it or not. So, <laughs> um, now that the holidays are over, we will start getting back into reading more of the news. Um, I think we all kind of took a mental break from it, which. How lucky are we that we get to take mental breaks from news because it's not directly affecting us at any given right. moment. So, um, yeah, have the best weekend available to you and we will catch you next week. Bye, everyone.
Bye. Bye. Fierce Fan Media.